Good morning and welcome to Red Sea Roundup. I'm your host, Judy Como. We are recording this session of Red Sea Roundup on December the 19th because it's going to be aired on the 27th when a lot of us folks aren't going to be here. So we're, uh, it's always a little confusing to record one to be aired some other time. But I uh, want to welcome all of our listeners here in the Brazos Valley, KEDC 88.5 FM. Over there in Waco, Central Texas, KYAR 98.3, and our friends in Palestine, KINF 107.9. Good morning to all our listeners. Good morning to Dennis Maka, our chief bottle washer and head cook <laughs> and all those kind of Good morning, Judy. levels of uh, leadership. How about that? Uh, Very glad to be here. Great, great. This is a kind of a wacky idea I had. It's a lot of times Advent speaks of uh, looking in two directions at one mm-hmm. time. And with the end of the year, uh, I was just reflecting on how I, where I was last year at this time and Golly. whatever has. It's been a heck of a year. Yes, it has. Yes, it has. So I thought it would be a good idea for us to uh, share some of our thoughts about how the radio at mm-hmm has uh, played a part in our faith life or, or not. Yeah. I hope not. Not. Yeah. But, <laughs> I know what you're saying. Yeah. Also, um, we have Darren Sincouli over there. Uh, are, are you in Granny's Kitchen no, right the, now? Or? This is not Granny's Kitchen. This is my office at work. <laughs> I gotcha. Well, uh, welcome, uh, Darren, and also Deacon Robin Waters. Um, we'll, we'll talk about Granny's Kitchen and the idea how that came about. I love, 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 love it. And I want to come and have coffee there with you one day. So uh, that'd be nice. <clears throat> so as I was uh, thinking about the end of the year and, you know, stark contrast to where I was a year ago, um, thanks be to God, my mm-hmm. grandson Everett is the f- youngest long-term cancer survivor at Texas Children. We had our appointment, so he's got kicked off of oncology. But a year ago, he was in the hospital, and I lived in Houston for pretty much three months and uh, Mm. was thinking about how I'm so thankful to be a part of the radio and how it has uh, fed my faith life. But it's Mm -hmm. with the app, you can be with your friends anywhere in the world. Mm -hmm. And it was a great consolation to me to be a part of the radio and came on back. I don't even remember. I think probably March is when I picked Roundup again Yeah, and was able to do that. So, um, Dennis, maybe you've had some of those reflection, time to reflect on last year. Uh, No, I haven't had a moment to do that (laughs) until this very moment. because I just thought of it 30 minutes ago. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Reflect. Wow, that's been a heck of a year. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's been a a year of challenges and a year of growth. for me personally, uh, for us as a family, uh, and for us as a Red Sea family, um, man, it's been a, a, a bit of a challenge of a year. But I think uh, one of the reflections we did recently in our board meeting was on anticipation, but also patience. And one of the things that I scribbled down when Deacon uh, Mike had us talk about this or reflect over us over this in our minds. I wrote down uh, something about uh, 
something that I struggle with, which is to stay focused on joy in the present moment and not constantly being consumed by what is to come. Mm. And that could be in my own family, that could be in, at work, that could be at the church, uh, in the church as a, a universal whole. Sometimes I caught myself being consumed and not necessarily worried, but preoccupied with what's to come rather than just sitting there in the moment and looking at all my family members around me, because that's been a, 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 <laughs> a lot of unexpected this year for us. Um, and sometimes being stressed at the number of, of people and pets and the noise level and you know, I need to look at that and just revel in that because that's not going to always be there. And um, I wrote that down on my piece of paper and mm -hmm. thinking I was, okay, I feel like I'm, I'm going to the dentist and saying, yes, I, I don't floss. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I, I was admitting to our board a weakness that I had, you know, of not being able to just sit and relax enough to enjoy the present moment. But I waited for others to participate and share their reflection. And uh, lo and behold, I mean, half of the room was stating exactly that same thing, that they were uh, having the same struggles. Mm -hmm. And so with so many changes in um, work and home and in the church and, um, you know, not in doctrine, but it changes in decisions and personnel and just things like that. You know, I, I thought I was the only one, you know, having a hard time not looking so far in advance and, and trying to focus better on the here and now. Yeah, that was a, a, a lot of those thoughts. And I've had several conversations about, <clears throat> excuse me, joy, mm -hmm. the fact of, um, you know, as I said, this uh, experience of our grandson yeah, and uh, with his, you know, shocking trauma, PTSD, all the mm -hmm. things that you could uh, talk about. Um, by grace, I I didn't lose joy. Yeah, I was able to um, be there for my kids and for my grandkids. And Keith and I would wave at each other on two ninety. Sometimes <laughs> we met at Bucky's one time, uh, <laughs> just to be able to keep the family rolling and everything, but yeah. to uh, focus on God's great love and mercy, even in the midst of that. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of times I, <laughs> over the years of uh, being in relationship with you and I, friendship, and oh, then yeah. the radio started, the wheels started rolling and everything. I, I was shocked to hear that you don't even really listen as much as I do. <laughs> I'd call him up and say, hey, are you listening to Patrick Madrid? No, Judy, I'm working. <laughs> yeah, it is very interesting. Um, and one, one story that I have to share, which is, is kind of funny, is that uh, many of you know at the beginning of the year, Thaddeus Romanski, our, our uh, gosh, he was my right-hand man mm -hmm. here. I, I, he had multiple titles. Uh, he resigned to take on a different position. Uh, it was better for his family. And it was tough at first not knowing what what that was going to lead to, but trusting that God had a plan for both his family, himself, and and our workplace. Uh, 
But it's funny when he stepped away, he laughed and told me at one point, oh my gosh, I'm able to listen to the radio so much more now that I'm not working with the radio. So, you know, we would hear the things we produce and the things we would do locally, but being able to sit down and listen all the time, people, I think, oftentimes think that we're here at the studio and we're uh, raising this button here to go to this break. And we're, you know, a lot of it's automated because what we've done to program it that way and when everything goes wrong, yeah, certainly we're on all the buttons and we're figuring that out, but we set it ahead of time. And so it leaves us the opportunity to be that chief bottle washer, the bill payer and the tax consultant and, you know, everything else that takes to run the business, uh, human resources and engineering and, and all that. So yeah, it, it I have to, to, force myself at times to to take time away from that and listen to every one of our stations and make sure everything is going well, but not just to listen for it being on the air, yeah. but glitches or things yeah, like that. But to... listening for the content. And yeah, it, it's, it's funny how often I, I miss it. And so when I get a chance to, to drive on a road trip and I, if I'm able to tune into the app or, or, or listen longer term, I certainly take every t opportunity yeah, I can. Absolutely. I, I mean, my participation in the every day of the radio is mm -hmm. an hour once a month. And yeah. every other time I'm just listening in the radio. But uh, on Thursdays, mm -hmm. when I get to Bible study, I know three people in there for sure have listened to it on the way there. So we'll immediately yeah. walk in and say, Patrick said this or right. the subjects uh keith and i when we're driving we're able to pop the app on and uh mm -hmm. have a conversation about this or that yeah and uh so yeah as it, i'm trying to look at it from a listener standpoint and maybe uh, uh darren deacon robin maybe y'all have some commentary about that as well oh well for sure <laughs> uh listening know is is a is a hard thing to do when you have a full-time job uh, but any chance that i get to listen I, I just i really love it and i you know dennis knows there's there's my favorite programs that i care for uh, mm -hmm. of course the divine mercy chaplet is probably my favorite of, of anything but uh you know pat listening to patrick madrid is really good uh as well and but probably my my second most favorite behind the Divine Mercy Chaplet is Father John Ricardo. It just he has a good delivery uh, in in the way that he communicates, and and uh, I just I try to find a, usually meet and lunch around those times. But I'm going to make a make a chance to take the opportunity to turn on the app and and listen there, and that's that's what I love about the app uh, for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, Darren, you've you've been a longtime supporter of the radio uh, station from the very beginning and uh, have supported us in different aspects over the years. And now you're, uh, you're involved. Tell our listeners who may not know about uh, your week on Red Sea Roundup and how that, how that came about. <laughs> it's funny. Uh, so <laughs> Deacon Robin uh, calls me one day and he says, Hey, Darren, um, would you like to uh, host uh, Red Sea Roundup? I've already got a guest lined up and, and, uh, we, you know, it's the fifth Wednesday, and I need a, need someone to take a take a spot there. And I was like, 
sure. You know, I, I'm used to being in front of a microphone, you know, auctioneering at the church picnics and, and emceeing events. And I, I don't mind doing that. And I'm like, sure, I'll do it. Who am I interviewing? He said, well, KC's the, that's a Columbus uh, insurance agency. And I'm like, sure, I'll do that. And uh, so I talked to uh, Chris Stark and, and kind of got some questions together and how that would go. And man, it was like having a conversation with him, you know, that, that, you know, wasn't recorded is, is how I like to see it. And uh, it turned out to be really good. And, and, and once the interview was done, uh, after we, we started packing things up, Deacon Rami goes, well, who you got lined up for next time? And I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> next time he says, Oh yeah, you got to do this the next fifth Wednesday. And I'm like, I had no idea. So he yeah. said, yeah, you're going to be a regular. Thanks, Robin. <laughs> Appreciate that, Deacon. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I told you that. <laughs> it's a good, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, it's been a, it's been a good thing. I'm like, man, where are we going to do this at? And, you know, I've, I've mentioned to Dennis and, and uh, to Deacon Robin that um, my wife and I, we bought uh, Blessings Christian Gifts from Robin uh, when he was in formation. He's like, man, I'm just going to have to close it down because I don't have time while I'm in formation. Um, I've got to uh, study, uh, you know, study and write papers and all those wonderful things that I do. And yep. I have to close it down. And I'm like, no, you're not going to close it down. We're going to buy it from you. You know, we're going to keep it going because our community, the uh, so many and, and, and having done that, we, we bought it from him. We bought my grandparents uh, farm right on the edge of West and I remodeled the house and, and we put blessings in there. And in that same kitchen that my grandmother used to make kolaches and, and uh, cook all of our meals, uh, it's like Deacon Robin, what if, and he's actually the one that said it, we could have this Red Sea Roundup ha- uh, be live from Granny's Kitchen. I thought that's an awesome idea. You know, oh, and I, always, I love it, love it, love it. Yeah. And I always want, I told Dennis, I said, man, we could have a studio out here. And I didn't think it would be Granny's Kitchen, but, you, <laughs> you know, it's it's one of those where you, you've sat around talking to Grandma, talking about what's going on in the world, what's bothering you. And, you know, grandma gives grandma advice and, you know, especially, you know, did you pray about it? You know, have you been praying the rosary and, and having those things uh, said we get to actually do that, you know, uh, talk Catholic things, talk charitable things. And, and it's just so good to do that from grandma's kitchen. Uh, so Well, I, I have resonated resonated with it since the very first show as you know my grandmother was very instrumental in who I am today uh, and I often think you know I don't even know if she could read but she shared her faith in a loving way to her children and her grandchildren now granted we had to play canasta as well <laughs> but if you got tired of playing cards she'd pull those rosary beads out of somewhere she always had <laughs> okay then let's pray the rosary Kind of a thing. So I, I just love it. And I think it's such a great, uh, Dennis, for the radio, mm-hmm. uh, from the radio uh, perspective that people in that area who know Darren, who knew Granny, who mm-hmm. uh, can resonate with that and your relationship with the Knights of Columbus, it, it was just, I think it's genius. Yeah, we were very excited about the opportunity to to bring something live 
from Central Texas, and it's something that we've been wanting to do for a while. I mean, we've broadcast the Patrick Madrid show from the upstairs at the Baylor uh, Catholic Center. Um, so we've done a few things here and there. Deacon Robin has certainly hosted uh, live remotes, and and we've done Riker football there. And um, so we knew we had that capacity, but to be able to to do that live from Granny Sinkuli's kitchen was just kind of a fun idea that we had. So it's amazing. So, uh, Darren, can you um, having a few minutes to kind of think about this past year and what you hope to incorporate in some of your shows next year? Uh, have a, I mean, I, these guys know full well I don't have my shows planned out six in advance, uh, uh, six months in advance for sure. So I'm, you know, just going to out you as well. <laughs> six days if we're lucky. <laughs> well, you know, once uh, Deacon Robin, you know, sprung it on me, hey, you're going to do this next month. And I'm thinking, oh, man, who am I going to talk to? And, and, you know, I said, well, let me pray about it for a little bit. And I think I called him the next day because that night I went home and I prayed and, and I said, Deacon Robin, what about the St. Vincent de Paul Society from West and in, in, in Waco, you know, getting those folks in? And uh, I, he said, man, it's a good idea. So I reached out to them and they were excited. They they were actually excited. They were nervous, but uh, they were excited. They said, man, that brought so much exposure to the, you know, the, the charitable work that they do. And um, they and, and as we went through that interview, <clears throat> They weren't as nervous as they thought they would be because I said, just think about it. We're just having a conversation. You know, this this camera stuff and the microphones and it, it makes people. Uh, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's changed quite a bit. Like I said yeah. earlier, I uh, used to jokingly say I've got a face that's perfect for radio, but now we have to really care about what we look like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we um, you know, that's uh, the show that we just had uh, back at the end of November and. Uh, Deacon Robin already had lined up talking to uh, Sister Maximilian from uh, Riker. Uh, they had uh, the Eucharistic Revival uh, grant that they won. Uh, forgot the foundation name right off the top of my head, uh, but uh, can't remember. Yeah, they they won the uh, grant, and so we're going to be talking to them, uh, Sister, and and all the. Uh, Students, I guess, that are going to possibly be involved, or some of the yeah, students. Yeah, they'll all be participating. Yeah, and, and so that's that's coming up in end of January. That'll be that show. After that, uh, I've got several people in mind uh, that I've been wanting to talk to. Uh, you know, the there's people. There's a couple that are that go on the um, trip to Honduras. Uh, the friends of Los, Los Niños. Uh, they're interested in, in uh, they're going to pray about it as well to see if we can talk to them to see how, what's the trip like? You know, what, what are the kids like? How receptive and, you know, what, how do they get to share their faith when they go? And uh, so Friends of Los Niños is one. Uh, I'd like to talk to the CDA. We had the Knights of Columbus uh, have an opportunity. I think it's only uh, fair that the mm -hmm. Catholic Daughters of America, we get to talk to them because, Another good charitable organization, which is a spinoff of the Knights. But, you know, what are, what's their, uh, what's what's going on in their organization as well as uh, how are they, in, you know, growing their membership? Is it, mm -hmm. is it growing? And, and uh, what can we find out? You know, out Darren, it, 
the, one of the reasons we wanted to do that from Granny's Kitchen is to to stay focused on the local and what's going on because that's one thing that we try to do with the Apostolate is we want to be able to have everything uh, focused on the local communities in which our radio stations are are located. So there certainly is a lot of things going on in the Central Texas community that we wanted to highlight. So one of the things that we're doing locally is also to grow our staff. And Deacon Robin, I'll let you talk to some of this as well. But with Thaddeus's moving on, as I mentioned earlier, Deacon Robin stepped up and is now our Director of Education and Evangelization. Um, in fact, he's a Vice President of uh, Education and Evangelization and we saw those as two key roles that he uh, both is uh, is both his strong area, but also as a deacon, he can bring to what we do as an apostolate. So everything that we do that focuses on educating the faithful and the families and helping them integrate the faith in their daily lives, but also to evangelize to non-Catholics, fallen away Catholics, less than strong Catholics. Um that's something that he focuses on. So Deacon Robin, we added a couple of new staff members, didn't we? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's been pretty amazing. Uh, you know, we looked for a long time, didn't we, Dennis? We did. Hey, if you could turn your volume up just a little bit more, if I'm going to play engineer as we're speaking. Yeah. So, uh, we looked for a long time. Oh, oh great. way better. better? <laughs> way better. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. I just moved the mic closer for the most part. Um, yeah. But, uh, so we added a couple of new staff members and do you want to, talk about our process to do that? Yeah, yeah. No, I, uh, as Dennis said, after Thaddeus uh, decided to move on to his new position, uh, we were kind of left there uh, <laughs> figuring out what we we're going to do. Yeah, our answer was that big, really for sure. What, 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 yeah, mm -hmm. what, were, what are we going to do? You know, Are we going to just replace Thaddeus? But I think Dennis and I both saw this as an opportunity mm -hmm. to uh, uh, look forward to the growth in the apostolate. and. Initially, we were looking, we really needed a radio, uh, audio, I mean, an audiovisual production person, especially audio for a long mm -hmm. time, because basically Dennis was doing a lot of that. I was doing some of that. And so, uh, you know, Dennis couldn't do his job the way he really needed to do it. And, and I was focusing a little bit too much on uh, doing audio production just because there's, you, you do what you got to do. Exactly. You, know, this, you have the people to do the job. And, uh, when we started looking, I think we thought that would be a harder position to fill than maybe a marketing or development person. But uh, and, and really, it was because you have to you have to have someone that has these specific technical skills. But what Dennis found, by the grace of God, was Caleb, who really had no experience <laughs> doing this, but was one of those guys as a teacher. He was a school teacher, was willing to learn. He likes to learn. He's a, and you're talking about figuring it out quick, <laughs> man. Yeah. Yeah. About a week he was doing better than I was in four years. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. And same. And, and so we've been very pleased to bring on Caleb, who's producing the show right now, but uh, it's been a tremendous addition to, to be able to pull in someone to pull that off of our plates and not only do what we've been doing, as you mentioned, but to bring things way way to the next level that we've been needing Absolutely. for a long time. Right. But <clears throat> always every one of us, uh, I think we could collectively shake our heads that we, we do desire to, 
follow God's will in our lives. And so keeping on, keeping on, Dennis doing, wearing many hats and everything to stepping back and saying, um, this can be better if if I let go. If I get out of the way. If I let go. Specifically. uh, uh, Yeah. So it's. It's both humbling, knowing that there are things that I have limitations in, but also exciting uh, because I feel, as I've said before, like a proud papa that I've been able to to pass this on to the next generation to do things bigger and better and to see that grow, um, knowing from where we've come to where we're even going. That's pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so why don't we? That was part of your long-term plan, anyway, right? Dennis? It is. It is, and Good. that's something that we've been looking to do is continuity planning, to have everything that we've been doing to last beyond uh, the staff that we have here. Right. Um, you know, God forbid if something were to happen, we want this to continue. You know, to 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 have someone be able to step in the place. So we've been trying to do a lot of those background. Uh, paperwork duties and job description duties and all the things. So, but uh, yeah, why don't we bring Caleb on to let him talk about what he's been doing and where we've been going. And then as we do that, we'll bridge into uh, the hiring of our next, next person in line. And then we can maybe talk about where we're going even in this upcoming new year. uh, So I'm going to step away. Yeah. This this idea uh, kind of came to fruition yesterday while I was driving and, uh, sent a Judy text to Caleb that sometimes it's not as it sounded great in my head, but it was very <laughs> ambiguous. And okay, could you flesh this out a little bit? So via uh, a phone call, this uh, we talked about what the show could look like, and uh, we both mentioned where we were last year. And so, welcome to the show, Caleb. And hey, Judy, it's great to be here. Um, yeah, where I was last year, so. This is going to be airing on the 27th, uh-huh. just after Christmas. Um, but if we're looking exactly one year back, I am uh, teaching art over at Snook, which um, I will only say good things on the radio about my experience there. Um, but I had been pretty tired of teaching by that point. I felt like it was glorified babysitting in a lot of ways, which I think is something a lot of teachers are feeling right now. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was very deep into the uh, St. Andrew's Christmas novena by that point and um, leading up to Christmas, starting on uh, St. Andrew's feast day, November 30th, ends on Christmas Eve. Um, uh, Hail and blessed be the hour and moment which the son of God was born and the most pure Virgin Mary at midnight in Bethlehem in the piercing cold in that hour, vouchsafe, I beseech thee, O my God, to hear my prayer and grant my desires through the merits of our Savior, Jesus Christ, and of his blessed mother. Amen. Uh, saying that 15 times a day. FYI, he was an English teacher before he was an art teacher. While the shortest wind of... I can do the Canterbury Tales in Middle English, but I won't. I'll save you from that. While the day, I the shortest um, All no, right. I'll say I'll I'm save taking you from notes the, for I'll next save you year from the rest of the, the <laughs> prologue of the Canterbury Tales. But um, so I had been praying, praying hard for um, something new, something where I didn't feel like I had to check my Catholicism at the door, where I could um, grow in my faith, um, where I could, you know, I was getting home from teaching and just my patience was worn down. You know, I was. Um, 
didn't have the patience or energy to have fun with my boys and uh, be as nice to my wife as I'd like. Um, and so I was getting home from work and I, we were living with my in-laws and um, the, the Quigleys and um, there was a van parked in our driveway. And like I said, didn't have a lot of patience left by the time I got home from work every day. And I was like, what? someone's parked in my dr- in my spot. I can't <laughs> even pull into my spot. I'm going to have to park on the street. And who was it but our our um, fearless leader, Dennis Maka, buying some art for my mother-in-law for Thaddeus' is going away present. And um, I stuffed down my frustration like a good Irish Catholic and um, and bottled it up. And then I, uh, I walked up and... <laughs> My mother-in-law introduced me to Dennis and I got to talking to him and he said that they had an open position. And so I applied uh, and um, thinking that, well, I don't really have any experience. He gave me a couple tasks to do and I um, I studied hard at YouTube University and, um, <laughs> and uh, figured out how to do some stuff. And then um, by March, I had put in my two weeks at, um, at Snook much to the chagrin of the superintendent and um, came and worked here and haven't looked back since. This has been such, such a huge blessing. Oh, and at the same time, we, I was also praying that we'd find a house that would really work for us. We, we moved to Bryan Station to be close to uh, my wife's parents, maybe not so close that we're living with them the whole time. We, that wasn't the end goal. Um, but uh, my wife has some illnesses and stuff that really we, she needed to be close to family that could kind of help us with the boys and stuff like that when she's having a really sick day. And so, um, at the same time, I think it was maybe Christmas day or maybe the day after Christmas, I can't recall. Um, a house got put on the market that was the right size. Um, you know, the right number of rooms and bathrooms and layout for us. And it's right down the street from her parents' house, just, uh, two minute walk down the street. And so, um, God is good. Yes. All the, the time. I, I would encourage anyone out there. If you, if you missed the boat on praying the St. Andrew's Christmas novena this year, you know, uh, bring what's on your heart to God in the St. Andrew's Christmas novena next year. I'm a big, um, big proponent of it now. It's, uh, it, I mean, I feel like both this job and the house that we found are 100% answered prayers from God. Wonderful. Wonderful. I, we tend to credit St. Joseph for the whole house thing, but you didn't even have to buy a statue or... Didn't have to buy a statue, no. <laughs> uh, bury that or anything. So, uh, yes, thank, thanks be to God for that. And what could be thrown off as coincidence, we know fully well that uh, God's hand was in that because there's it's just been off to the races since you've been here. And um, if you are... If our listeners and watchers are seeing that we're now audio and video, uh, a lot of that comes through uh, your relationship. And also, Evan, we'll talk with him in a little while about yeah, how you know, that's come I, about. And, I came in and I was like, you know, this workload is too light. Let me let me triple it by adding video to everything. Uh, oh, I've never done any video editing. Let me, <laughs> <laughs> let me start paying more tuition at YouTube University and... Um, yeah, no, it's been it's been great. It's been so fun. We're working on something, a project right now, Evan and I. That's um, and Deacon Robbins helping with us. Uh, we're not ready to talk about it too much yet, but we're really kind of stretching our skills and abilities, and 
I think we're going to be able to put out something really nice by the end. And, well, um, which is evident that when you step out in faith, things fall into place. And um, it's, it's really a thrill to just be on the periphery of it, of that. So uh, what do you, um, as you said, this job and experience has helped to feed you in ways that hadn't happened prior to that. Oh, 100%. You know, I mean, one of the big things is that um, I come from home from work happy. I come home from work excited to see my family um, with uh, enough, you know, some of my patience gets worn down by uh, doing audio and video editing on a Mac computer sometimes by Evan Atkins was waving at me when I said that. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, uh, <laughs> no, my, my Mac computer drives me up the wall a little bit, but other than that, it's nothing like, um, teaching to a stone wall and in your classroom and coming home, just wanting so bad to be enthusiastic about what you're talking about at work and, um, whether it was literature or art or whatever, and then just meeting indifference. And that's just, that's just a killer. And so, but you know, coming home from work every day, I'm excited to play with my boys. I have the energy and uh, excitement. And so it's been a huge blessing, even just in my home life, mm -hmm. um, the way that kind of like your workday spills over into the, your um, home life at, afterwards. Um, but uh, there was another thing. I, oh, <laughs> and, and just being here at St. Mary's has been a huge blessing. And we're, you know, in this next year, we're going to be moving studios. We don't know exactly where yet, but we're going to be moving locations. And, um, and it'll be nice to have more room in the studio mm -hmm. and have more office space and things like that. But, you know, we're going to miss being here. Uh, You're being, not going to be able to just look out the window and see Our Lady of, Our Lady of Victory. Yeah, it's her? been a huge yeah. blessing being able to go to daily mass mm -hmm. or pop over for confession or, you know, seek spiritual direction from um, uh, Father Charlie, now Father Art from the Oblates um, out of San Antonio. Um, yeah, Saint Mar being here at St. Mary's has been a huge blessing. And I imagine that even once we move spaces, uh, we'll be popping in every now and then, awesome. probably. Yeah. So. Great. Thank you, Caleb. Thank you. Deacon Robin, let's talk a little bit about your looking back and looking forward and right here in the present and how that applies with your, uh, I mean, what a uh, intersection of your faith life as a deacon. Um, and your job, and even how that even yeah. came about. We were together <laughs> uh, at a social function when we knew we were hiring. Yeah. No, it's, you know, it's it's incredible. And I think Caleb and, and Evan are uh, experiences, experiencing this now. And to be able to uh, basically, you know, for me as a deacon, I really don't know where my deacon work ends and my Red Sea starts and, and that's the way it should be mm -hmm. because it's all in the service to the Lord. And so, and, and actually sometimes they are the same thing. I'm doing something for Red Sea that is actually part of my diaconate ministry. So it, it's incredible to be able to do that. And I know it's rare, you know, as a deacon to be able to uh, not have to, and because no deacon would check his faith at the door, but to not just have to even have any pushback you know on that it's 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 all it's all the faith all the time and for somebody like me i think that's what i need you know i i need to uh and that's the way it was when i had blessings 
is that I was there all the time. I was, you know, Darren would come in. We might stand there for an hour talking about some topic about the faith, you know, or something that we're going through ourselves, uh, maybe family struggles or something in the faith. And so it, it's just amazing and wonderful to be able to be talking about, like I tell people, well, I only do, all I do is talk about Jesus all the time. That's what I do. Yeah, there's when nothing you're, else you're, that I do. You're praying and playing are the same thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and you know, Evan expressed, I mean, Caleb expressed a little bit about how great it is that, you know, he was in a job that he wanted to make a difference. He wanted to help kids. And that was difficult. Not necessarily because the school was bad, but just because of the culture we're in now. And like you said, he's hitting up against a stone wall many times. But now for him to be in a situation to where he's surrounded by the faith and everything he does, even when he's editing a file, you know, an audio file that may be trouble or the sound didn't just right, or maybe he didn't get a noise, noise floor. That's a big deal for it, for a Caleb, I'll tell you that. <laughs> he is a fan a of the noise floor. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, if, but even if you don't get that, you're still going to be serving the Lord and you're going to do it to the best of your ability and you're going to make it right. You know, uh, it, it's an amazing feeling. And Evan, who we'll talk to here in a minute, he had a job where he was involved in the faith very much uh, with Matthew Kelly. And that and for us to get, to bring him down from Matthew Kelly was, uh, I say down, you know, from the, <laughs> from the high level, uh, big time Catholics down to, down to us, us folks at Red Sea. But uh, I think he recognized something that uh, that we had that he wanted, in that, and, and I was very impressed with him in this respect. In that, he was very serious about his faith, and he wanted to uh, be able to work in a Catholic organization that was fully and truly Catholic, that wasn't just saying the words, that really was serving the faith and serving the Lord, and uh, it, it it edified me uh, with him and Caleb both, that they're both young men, one in his 20s, one in his 30s, that are serious about their faith. And it really uh, gives me hope for the future of Red Sea. And I know that's what that's Dennis's dream. And as a, you know, always a supporter of Red Sea and now a, an employee for several years, that's what we have to, you know, we, we, we want to protect that so that we're putting these guys, you know, the, they're bringing it up. And as Dennis says, you know, we're, they're, they're kind of dragging us into the future. And then sometimes we have to kind of say, whoa, guys, you know, uh, because this is the way some things work or have worked mm -hmm. in the past. But let's talk about it, you know, and, and we can work together to to really uh, uh, evangelize the faith and uh, help educate people on the faith. That's that's what Red Sea is yeah. all about. Well, I, what I think is remarkable, uh, like, you know, Darren and I, our job description is to find a guest and be a part of Red Sea Roundup. And both Caleb and Evan were hired for um, particular uh, marketing and uh, those kind of things. But it has kind of morphed into, I mean, y'all's Eucharist 101, top shelf, uh, <laughs> being a, so you've been a part of yeah. the behind the scenes and also here. Uh, welcome, Evan, uh, since we're Talking about you, I guess I can talk Morning, to you. Morning, Judy. Great um, to see you. And I think it's it's remarkable. And you know, uh, Deacon Robin, you as well. I don't know if you, if we even knew you were going to spend so much time on the air rather than behind the scenes of evangelization. We, we dragged him right onto the screen. That's what we did. <laughs> it is so. Um, and it, hope it, you don't. I hope you don't of, uh, hold that against me. I've noticed that in comments. So. Oh, really? <laughs> 
Yeah, the con oh, the yeah. converts really getting them going here. <laughs> Deacon Robin yeah. has uh, some of the best. Well, I should say best performing clips. That uh, you know, I'm I'm the marketer, so I've come in and <laughs> helped boost our uh, our social media and online presence. And part of that is fueling the outrage machine. On I'm I'm totally kidding here, but <laughs> De- Deacon Robin does the it's best similar. job of fueling the outrage machine online. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Well, it's because of your it's because of your headlines. Yeah. <laughs> you have these outrageous headlines, and then they'll then they'll jump on me because I said it, it, that the Eucharist is the body, blood, and soul and divinity of Christ. Well, that's all I said in the so- headline. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Some people don't like that. Uh, but, but guess what? We're not backing off on that. No, <laughs> for sure. No, it is amazing. I, I think coming from where I was to where where Red Sea is now, where what we're doing, it's amazing to me to see how much just saying the basic truths of Catholicism really does inadvertently fuel the outrage machine online. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and Deacon Robin can say more to that because he's been in that that space for a lot longer than me. But um just saying the truths of Catholicism gets people going. And it, well, it really helps spread the message too, because people are talking about it and they have to, we get the chance to respond. And um, in that way, I see that the impact of online evangelization can, because it, because it can spread so quickly, it can have a big effect. So you, uh, what, you're seeds. Mm-hmm. what you're talking about, your Eucharist 101 has been posted and mm-hmm. then people are commenting on, on is it an Instagram or yeah, so Eucharist 101 was really, it started as just an, uh, an email campaign. That w- that's what we wanted it to be, um, try to get people into the into the system so we can, you know, continue to evangelize long-term versus, you know, on social media, you tend to get one hit and then maybe you, you know, who knows how long until um, they see another one of your, your videos or your posts or anything like that. So we wanted to get people into our email system to, to have a long-term effect um, with, with the evangelization content that Deacon Robin and myself and Caleb and Dennis and everybody's putting out. Um, and yourself too with, with Red Sea Roundup. Um, but it ended up being that the content in, in a lot of places was so good that, that we put it into these little clips. And um, if you're not familiar with, with how Instagram and YouTube works the, in the modern day, a lot of them are going towards these really, really short clips that are you know, a minute long that sort of drive people from you know, a little bit of soundbite to a longer form video. And um, we started posting those and Deacon Robin has some of these just little, these little bits. He's just, you know, not apologetic about saying the body and blood of Jesus Christ. It, it's in the Eucharist. Jesus is truly present in the body, blood, soul, and, body, blood, soul, and divinity in the Eucharist. And uh, we're not backing down on that. The church has always taught that. It will forever teach that. And that's the truth. And uh, in, in a sense, it, it gets the, the outrage machine going because people, people comment saying, no, that's not the case. That's not happening. Uh, Jesus never said that, you know, it's not in the Bible, but da, 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 da. and um, we get the chance to respond, you know, mm-hmm. and that shows that we're getting to the audience that, that needs to hear what, what Catholicism has to say. We're not hitting, we're not just preaching to the choir. We're reaching the people who, who need to hear it, who haven't, have not heard the truth of the gospel. So um, it's been a really, well, really I great. I would venture to say that uh, Catholics who are dedicated to listening need that wake up call. Mm-hmm. I think we spend a lot of time assuming people know the faith. Mm-hmm. Assuming Absolutely. that I, I can't even re- probably like 25 years ago, you know, hearing that body, blood, soul, and divinity. Did did I know that? Did Or yeah. is it something that I just said, I believe it without having a reason behind mm-hmm. it? And that's, that's, Deacon Robin can attest to this. That's exactly what we went into Eucharist 101 with that in mind was um, polls were showing that more than like 60, 
more than 69%, I think, of Catholics didn't know or didn't believe what the church actually taught about the Eucharist. And in that respect, we we created the course to be a preaching to the choir kind of, of uh, program. But well, then it became so much more. Deacon, you can say more on know, that. The funny thing is, is the, the thing that, that got the most uh, uh, comments, especially negative comments, was was uh, something that was just a kind of an off comment I made to Evan. I said, hey, Evan, do you know when during Mass the, the bread and the wine mm-hmm. actually become the body and blood of Christ? And uh, Evan said, no, I don't know that. So then I just told him. Mm-hmm. And that's got like 16,000 views or something. And like 50,000 comments of people yeah. telling us we're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but also a lot of people saying that, that you know, thank you for, for sharing this and all, and all that stuff. So it's not all negative. I don't want to portray it like that. No, but no. Um, uh, it's one of those things that just just saying the basic truths because we get so intellectual in the faith you know there's so much theolo- theology and you know read the summa read the confessions of well you you can do that that's all great sure. stuff but just we have to remember the basics and that's what eucharist 101 and and this new project that, that caleb and i are working on mm-hmm. we've um, started doing some some of the film work for it and we're we're real excited we'll probably make an announcement about it soon so stay tuned to our social media you can find us on instagram at uh, red sea radio on uh, twitter the well x now the same and on Facebook uh, at Red Sea Apostolate mm-hmm. and and YouTube. Don't forget YouTube at Red Sea Apostolate as well. Yeah, um, had to make my plug as a marketer, but um, yeah. And, well, <laughs> we talked a little bit at the benefit about uh, percentages of listeners, and you, we've been able to gauge that mm-hmm. now that we have such a <laughs> online presence. Yeah, and maybe you could speak just a little bit to that, or how we we had no way of. Uh, knowing who's listening, when and where and what impact it was having. So now by having this mm-hmm. social media, uh, we were able to gauge that. Yeah, we're able to definitely gauge it a, a lot better than we were. We still can't tell who's listening on the radio at, at any given point um, unless we were to pay an obscene amount of money for our Nielsen ratings. And but, we're not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the social media side does give really great analytics, which help us to understand who were who were impacting and and one of the most incredible things is um, you know when I, I I won't say too much about previous experience but um, in my working with I, I did a little work with Father Mark Goring at one point I did a little work with um, with Ascension did a little work with I did a lot of work with Matthew Kelly when I was there and uh, for the most part in the Catholic world in the Catholic media space uh, it's dominated by by women uh, the audiences I should say. Uh, most Catholic content producers um, produce content for about an, a 75 to 80% female audience. And what we're finding, and, and we don't fully know why yet, but we I have a couple of guesses I'll, I'll speak to, is we're flip the opposite. We're 80% male, um, which is which is very interesting um, because that just doesn't, I, I've not seen that happen in, in Catholic content at all. And one of the things I, th- I think is, is really happening is we focus more on this long form content, these 42 to, to an hour long minute interviews, um, which typically lean more towards a male audience. You think of some of the bigger podcasts, podcasts are typically, um, a, a more male audience, um, in the long form, short form videos tend to, um, speak more to a, a female audience just in terms hmm. of, of generalities on a, on a social media level. Um, but we have these really in-depth talks with with priests, with like Father Brian's interview that you did, Judy, um, and, and just like even the couple of minutes where he talked about the theology of purgatory. 
something that almost nobody talks about. Um, except to say, oh, you know, we'll pray for the souls in purgatory. He really offer went, it up. Yeah, offer <laughs> it up or something like that. He, you know, you really got him to go deep on the theology of of, of of purgatory and talk about the Council of Trent when, you know, after Luther uh, had his reformation and rebelled mm -hmm. and really called a lot of that into question. Like the church had never really had to, to teach on that before. Um, and so they really developed that that theology out in the Council of Trent. And, um, you know, Maccabees was added to the canon of scripture at that point. And, um, those kind of interviews, those just, was that, that's not the case? That's not. Well, it was, it was, it was accepted, but it was, I believe it was added to, at, right at the Council of Trent. I believe that's the case. You can check me on that. Fact check me. PolitiFact, get me yeah, on that that's one. That's not correct. That's not correct? <laughs> no. Okay. Um, no. I, but then Septuagint, it was always there. Okay. It, it might have been. That's my bad. Fact check me on that one, or just cut it out of the uh, cut it out of the post. The but, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Either we'll way, be the, able to the point still stands. As, as we go into the the deeper the the, the deeper facts of uh, the historic history, the theology, the councils, where you know all these things that that really speak to um, to a different audience than most of these sort of soundbite driven um, short form video hit one topic mm -hmm. lightly kind of uh, content sites often do so. Yeah. Well, that I'll, I don't know if I'm actually going to tell y'all that I'm going to do something or if I'm asking permission, <laughs> but we, my Bible study will utilize Eucharist 101 for seven weeks in a row beginning next Wonderful. year. We're going to read Bishop right. Barron's This Is My Body, which is, I don't know if yeah, y'all, yep, yep. it's kind of heavy and deep. And so we're going to have both to contrast uh, with the, your Eucharist 101, we're very excited about it, and y'all did yeah. great, great I've work. I've a day retreat doing that, just that exact same thing, Judy, with the Catholic Daughters at St. Joseph's in Belmy. Mm -hmm. We used Eucharist 101 for a day retreat, and then I gave them the uh, this this is my body from Bishop Barron to take home with them, you know, for for more in depth yeah. learning. Mm -hmm. Well, I, it's hard. That this is my body. That's that's a deep book. So I I uh, am not lofty in theological on a lot of things, but I, I think, think it's I have it on my shelf, good... so I'll go with it with you. I, I haven't <laughs> go through it with you. I haven't uh, I know a lot of times you saying, I, I'm shaking my head like I know what you're talking about, but I don't. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we, we have about seven more minutes. I want to give anybody an opportunity online or here in the room to um, mention our hopes and goals for next year. Um, since we may chop this up, I'm just going to ask it, and we can edit this part out. Are we going to talk about David B. Wright, or is that so you can? Well, chop that Judy, up. so uh, well, I'll I'll jump in. Okay. Go ahead. Well, one of the, one of the things that uh, in the store I was uh, in the store last week, and uh, and I know Robin has experienced this. Uh, a lady comes in and she's like, "I'm so glad that." y'all that we have a Catholic bookstore in the Waco area. And I'm like, okay, how did you hear about us? And she said, I heard about it on Red Sea Catholic radio. Yay. And uh, wow. so it, I said, well, where are you from? She's from Maryland. And she, her and her husband moved down to uh, Waco area for, uh, he's going, he's finishing his uh, doctorate in political science. And I said, God bless him. And uh, the uh, <clears throat> thing that she was excited about, is that there is a radio Catholic radio station and a Catholic bookstore in her uh, range of of getting to, and uh, she's telling everyone that she knows. So that's a that's a blessing. 
the reach that we get to have. Uh, I wanted to make one comment uh, concerning blessings as well. Uh, you know, as Darren mentioned earlier, he always had talked about wanting to do a build a studio for Red Sea. And it, it is ironic that uh, the first studio for Red Sea in Central Texas is Granny's Kitchen. Mm-hmm. And, and instead of her just, uh, you know, how she used to mentor, mentor to y'all around the table and talk to you about the faith, is that now that faith is going from her kitchen, you know, out to the world. Yeah. Isn't that pretty cool to think about? Yeah, she's our local version of Mother Angelica. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Someone she yeah. watched religiously every day. <laughs> and if we yeah. changed the channel, we got in trouble. <laughs> Better be important. That's great. So, Judy, you were wanting to look ahead. Yeah. So what is it you want to know? Well, I just, um, there are some things that are going to change. Like we mm-hmm. know that we're going to likely be moving uh, air to a bigger space and uh, Mm -hmm. thank you so much to St. Mary's who's been so gracious Mm -hmm. to us and has uh, filled us up as we help them as well. So we We do want to say thank you to St. Mary's because they've been able to uh, give so generously to our apostolate to allow us to have a studio and an office space for so many years uh, back when, uh, Father David Condorla back then, now mm-hmm. Bishop David, invited us to co-locate our studio with theirs. Um, so it's been, you know, over a decade that we've been here and we've been really blessed by that. But also we give thanks to our donors at our recent benefit dinners who more than doubled any of the uh, previous results at our uh, last several years. Benefit Very successful dinners. in their own right. Very but. successful. So we thank them and all those who made that possible. We will be moving to a new location. Uh, we're currently looking at one specific location that will, if we can secure this, uh, would basically sevenfold space-wise uh, increase our uh, our office and storage and studio space to be able to have all the things that we need and to prepare for uh, growth in the years to come. And um, by seeing the uh, generosity of the donors and even surprise gifts that we weren't expecting and that continue to come Mm -hmm. in, it's clearly a mandate that God is telling us to grow and now is the time. Right. It's not something that came from us. It's definitely not because it certainly, I'm sure you can attest to that. Every time we're trying to move in a different direction, the difficulty, who would choose that? Oh, yeah. It it could, uh, sometimes there's a tendency to just say, let's just sit where we're at. No, we we definitely. It keeps coming and coming. We are definitely in tune with where the Holy Spirit is calling us. And we definitely know that that is a pattern of tremendous growth. So we look for 2024 just to to be the sky is the limit. We have the David B. Wright show coming in January, as you mentioned. Uh, we look for that to be our first national show. We have a lot more renovations that we're going to be doing for our audio and video space. Uh, we're going to have a lot more office space. We'll be able to bring in a development director who can then go out and seek national grants mm-hmm. and national opportunities to bring in opportunities for Red Sea to grow. So we are growing in our staff. 
uh, Victory Sports. We haven't even mentioned that as of oh, yet. That's that too is much. Growing. It's too much. <laughs> um, and certainly our our other offerings, such as the family retreat, um, our local speaking opportunities. Uh, <laughs> we've got a doozy of a person uh, already booked for our next benefit dinners. Uh, no. I'm not going to say it now, <laughs> but stay tuned. Uh, let's just suffice it to say, I told our college age kids and they were just so excited. It so very someone that's very well-known national speaker that will come and uh, we will pack the house once again. So that in itself is part of our ministry to be able to share the faith through so many means. And so we thank, thank you, Judy, you. for giving us the oh, opportunity. Uh, it was, uh, yeah. it was amazing. Um, Deacon Robin, would you be so gracious as to lead us, close us out in prayer and give us your blessing, please? Sure. Let us pray in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for all the blessings that you shower down upon us, upon us all the time. Those that we recognize and those that remain hidden to us. We ask that you open our eyes to the blessings, to the love, to the mercy that your, that your Son gave us in coming to earth to save us from our sins and to share his life with us. We ask that uh, as we continue to journey through this Advent season in anticipation of Christmas, that we truly make the Lord, make Jesus the most important thing in our life, that we don't just say these things, but we actually live it, that we live the life that God is calling us to live, and that we share this not only uh, in our personal life and in our families, but in our work here at Red Sea, something that we should appreciate that most people don't have this blessing, that, that we continue to move forward, that we're always seeking your will, that we seek to serve you, to evangelize all those who are listening and all those who, are, who may uh, see us through social media or any other, any other venue, that it may touch their hearts, and especially those who may not know the faith, who may be against the faith, who may not even think that Catholics are Christians, that we may be able to touch their hearts and through the Holy Spirit draw them to you. We ask that you send your blessings upon us, that you bless us with health and happiness, and please protect us from all evil and anxiety and illness. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, one and all. Happy, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and we'll see you next year. And as we always say, when remember, remember, sorry, remember when choosing, <laughs> as I don't always say it, choosing between the values of heaven and the values of earth, always, always round up. Amen. Thank you. I can, I am.